Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. What's you? Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I think you need to keep the say hello bit in. Oh well. Thank you. Don't you worry. I'll cut, I'll cut that bit out though. Hello everyone. Hi. Nice to see you. How are you doing, Jan? Nice to see you in the pretend world. I imagine everyone's just sitting in front of us. Not a pretend world. It's a real world. Yeah, but they're Can't not listening anyone. to us live now. You don't know that. They could be under the couch or something. Oh, when, not all of them. when they're listening to this, all of my birthday surprises will be done. Well, that's a good point. How was your birthday? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> was it good? Future me says yes. That's good news. <laughs> Pressure's off. And did you like your presents? Yes, they were great. Thank Fantastic you. news. Pressure is off. You can't go back on your word now. Excellent. But I can take those presents back and buy cheaper ones. So, yeah, winner. There you go. Perfect. Presents. That must mean there's more than one. Oh, it's exciting, exciting, isn't it? Are you excited to turn 30, Jan? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to know. I got four days of prizes. No, that's true. You couldn't care less about the number because you're just happy about you just want to do stuff, don't you? Yeah. You want it to be a 30 every month, don't you? Yeah. Mm. I feel like my 30s are my prime, though. You're not doing that thing that a lot of people do, are you, where people celebrate the birthday for the whole month? No, just four days. Just four days. And like, if I hadn't planned that, it'd just be the day, wouldn't it? Honestly, my one stipulation was not... I honestly couldn't care less what we did as long as I just don't have to organise it. Like, I've spent my whole life being the organiser and I just wanted on my 30th birthday if someone to take it out of my hands, just sort it all for me and I just turned up. And, and just to confirm, have you had to organise? Have you had to do... Lift, have you had to lift a finger? No, because I... To, I mean, in fact, I've had to do less because you won't let me come near your laptop basically phil could be having a full-blown cheating spree right now yeah by message literally could be doing anything and i won't have a clue because mm. he won't let me touch any of his devices in case something <laughs> pops up <laughs> there is a million and one innuendos <laughs> i think we'll swiftly move on from that one won't we no but in all seriousness you could be having like Multiple relationships, and I just wouldn't have a clue. Honestly, I don't know. People, I've not got the time or the this energy. This is literally your whole excuse. Right? Oh, like, I don't. Uh, why you couldn't cheat? Isn't couldn't it? be bothered. <laughs> we spend that much time together. That <laughs> yeah, I don't know when I'd be doing it. Like what when I'm? I literally don't. At what point? I mean, now we've got a dog. It's just made life even harder. Yeah. Like, it's just physically impossible. Not that we've been grafting, but you know what I mean. It's a life ruiner, isn't it? No, he's made my life better. Well, in a bit. For one minute out of a 24-hour day. <laughs> it's getting day. better now. Though. He's asleep now, and that's what matters. Yeah. Which means that he will hopefully be asleep whilst we talk to you about how to leave the all nothing mindset. Yeah. Is that a segue? Was that all right? That was better. Thank you. But now you've drawn attention to it, so it wasn't. That's fine, because I need to know what segues are good we and what bad. We need to stop talking about it every single week. Segways? Yeah. We could probably... Should it's we losing have a... meaning. 
You know what we should do? What? We should have a separate section of the podcast where we just talk about segways. And like we talk about different types of segways. Is segway the thing that you can go on in the street where you like lean? If you don't listen it. to like episode 43 where we Did have we this talk conversation. About it already? Yeah. You need um, to go back to the podcast. And listen to ourselves. I don't think so. No, I'm all right. Thanks. <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? I don't. I, sometimes when I'm playing like a different podcast and it finishes, like our podcast starts, and it's a really weird experience. Can you imagine what's the word when you're. What is it? I'm not, I'm not good with words, am I? There's a word that's like when you're really like, not not vain, but similar to vain. Narcissistic. Narcissistic. Yeah. Narcissistic to see you nice. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you said nice to see you, to see you at the beginning of the podcast. And that must have been in my head. Narcissistic to see you nice. Oh, dear. Anyway... The yeah. all or nothing mindset. Talking about that, I feel like it's um, one of a lot of people that struggle with. A lot of the people that struggle with. It's one that a lot of people that struggle with. That's not a sentence, man. <laughs> it's, it's one that a lot of people struggle with. I know, it's not. It but I just thought I'd roll with it. Yeah, no, you said it twice, which I like. You didn't yeah. just roll with it. You well, just... I realised I'd done it wrong and then just thought, you know what, I'm just going to say it wrong again. You are right, though. It is one that a lot of people struggle with. It's something that it holds so many people back and it's something that tends to come up in a lot of conversations, doesn't it? Yeah, and I would say that the, the, alongside this, we, we have touched on this in a different podcast, is the, the kind of perfectionist mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing. That really ties into this all on often, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's that idea of I have to go all in for it to be perfect. Like there's no, like it has to be perfect. I have to go all in. And it's like, it becomes a battle. And it's one of the things that tends to, I genuinely believe it's one of the biggest causes of yo-yo dieting. It's yeah. one of the biggest causes of, I was going to kind of describe other versions of yo-yo dieting, going up and down, going on and off track. It's that type of um, sort of past current and future situation that you find yourself in it's where you... It's the diet culture, isn't yeah. it? That is, it very often tends to pin down to, like, rules. 100%. diets put on us. Like, 100%. so you've got to do this and do this and do this. And if you can't stick to that, then it, it's not good enough, basically. It's wrong, basically. It's, yeah, yeah wrong, you've done something terrible. And I think the main message we want to give to you initially, before we even talk about how to leave it, and I think this message in itself can help, is for you to know, appreciate, and understand that it isn't actually your fault that you've got yourself into that position. Because as we've been speaking about, it's everything that you've previously done. It's other people's approaches, methods, whatever you want to call it, that have kind of left you in a position where all or nothing is pretty much all you know. So you might have done like an eight-week... An eight-week challenge is always the best example of it. Because generally on an eight-week challenge, they tell you to avoid any kind of social event, night out, weekend away, holiday, or anything like that. They tell you that if you do have to go and do something, if you ha- you know if you have to go and see your friends, what a weird way of mm. uh, putting it. But if you had to, then you must make up for that by training the day after because you've overeaten and therefore you must overtrain. They also tend to set targets that like you have to lose one or two pounds a week. And if you've not lost 16 pounds by the end of the eight-week challenge, then you're an absolute failure. And all of this just leaves you in a position where ultimately you feel like you've failed. You mm. go into it thinking, well, I'm going to have to do all of this different stuff. And if I can't do that, then I may as well do absolutely nothing. And it le- that I genuinely believe that that's what then puts us in this all or nothing. Because once we get to that eight-week challenge, if we aren't happy yet, if we're still not feeling good, 
just do another eight-week challenge. And it's like, right, I'll go all in again. And what happens is we do an eight-week challenge, we go all in, and then we do X amount of time, whether it's a week, a month, a year, where we do nothing. And then we do another eight-week challenge, where we go all in. And so we live these two lifestyles of all or nothing. Oh, same with like swimming clubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I think the eight week challenge, obviously target food and exercise, obviously with the swimming clubs it's more around people making changes to the food and mm-hmm. whatever they call it. What's it called now where they do some they've just basically I think it's just like talking about like your daily movement, they've got it they're given that a name now, I think. I have they? Magic time or something. I mean it is magic time. Oh, is that your period oh no, that's star week, isn't it? Can we just talk about the fact that they don't want to talk about the word period and call it Star Week instead? Wow. Why is that? don't know. Star Week? Yeah, I think that's what they call it. Why Star Week? Will you come up with that? I don't know. It's not very starry. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> I'm fully in the flaws. <laughs> oh, maybe it's something to do with stars in your eyes. Like, tonight, Matthew, this I week I'm going to be. That. I might be wrong. I don't know. What do we call your week? What do you mean? What do we call my week? Hell on earth. <laughs> no, no, I remember the other day we had a conversation about it. We was going to name, but you said I wasn't allowed to use it. You must oh. remember this. I think it might be a swear word in it, so you might not want to say it. Yeah. There's a naughty word in it, wasn't there? <laughs> it begins with, a, I'm not going to tell you what it begins with. It's a female dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, female dog mermaid. That's what we call you all week. Well, we don't. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> no, Phil, Phil created it. No, As I didn't. A, you did. I'm just going to start an argument. You did create it. <laughs> did I? Yeah, as a bit of a joke. And then I was like, well, you've said it now. That's what it is. Because I was like, maybe I should give maybe I should give my Sorry, completely different personality and alter ego. So this is what I meant by I didn't create it. It was your idea for us to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I, just, I feel like yeah. I need like an alter ego. Fair enough, you're right. Like, right. so that when I'm being horrid, I can I can detach myself from that person because I know it's not like truly who I am. And who I am. I'm just not. Uh-huh. And also, like, the negative thoughts that I think about myself and, like, when I'm dead critical of, like, myself and, like, the house and stuff like that, I can just detach from it. That's how knowledge So I came one. out of that and then Phil named it. I think I came up with quite a few names, which I thought was quite no, funny. No, you didn't. Just that In my one. head. No. Well, in your head you did. No, it was just funny how many names I was coming up with. I was like, maybe I've been waiting for this moment to create this <laughs> alter ego for you. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, but he's been trying to use it this week and it's not, you know not a I've good done, idea. Do you know what I've done, though? What? I used it at the right stage of your cycle, and if you've noticed, I've not used it since. Because mm. I know fully well. You can well, see my tolerance levels now, have gone up again. Yeah, I'll end up out the front window, <laughs> and I just don't want to. Anyway, so I'm going back to the all or nothing mindset. Let's move away from Star Week <laughs> and onto all or nothing, yeah. whatever that is. Um, I think when we break it down, the plan, the program, the method, the approach, whatever it is that you're doing, we've got to set it up without those all in factors. But without without those all or nothing, those all in factors, because and I think I was I was actually chatting to a client about this today and this idea that like it's things like having like strict calorie goals, having set step targets, having um set I don't know just putting like specific numbers or uh, times or things like that on things, mm-hmm. and without that flexibility, it it gives this idea that if we don't hit this or we don't eat a certain way or we don't do a certain thing at a certain time that we're failures whereas if we can work within flexible like flexible boundaries it can really help us to reduce those feelings of failure so to give you an example it's saying like i'm going to work to an average step count of like 
70,000 across the week, but that doesn't mean I have to do 10K a day like everyone seems to want to aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying I'm going to do like two to three gym sessions this week. So you give yourself a little bit of flexibility. It's saying I'm going to work within a calorie range like we've talked about before. There's, there's, It's giving you the kind of flexible boundaries that allow you to go a little bit easier on yourself and understand that one of our big phrases at Lift, Learn and Burn is you're not a robot, you're a human. Absolutely, and I think that's such a good point to make because obviously we're going to give you some strategies in a second of what to do in the moment and how you can... Because naturally, throughout this, you know, when you're trying to move away from something like this, it's tough, isn't it? It's not yeah. just a case of, you know, you just hopefully, you know, this doesn't get you to turn off the podcast, but it's not a case of just do this and everything's disappeared. There are There is going to be a little bit of work to do in regards to what to do within the moment. But what Jen's just said is super important because if you're part of something that's really, really strict and regimented, the work you do within that program is irrelevant because you're still within an all or nothing mindset program or a program that's based around all or nothing. So if someone's saying you have to do 10,000 steps a day, you have to eat 1,200 calories a day, you have to train four times a week and you have to do two cardio sessions, there's no room for flexibility. There's no room for you to go, well, if I don't do that, then I failed. I'm a failure and I I can't believe I failed that because on one day I had... 1201 calories instead of 1200 and I know it sounds like really sort of like sarcastic but I don't mean it in a sarcastic way because if you're listening to this and you've got an all or nothing mindset because of those things I've no doubt that you resonate with that and go no you're right I probably would feel like a failure for doing that yeah and I I think it's really important to work on the kind of self-talk when it happens I think this is the big thing so yeah we can have those flexible boundaries but when when we get those kind of trigger points where we feel like maybe we're failing or we've not done enough or we've done something wrong it's having that conversation with yourself and it sounds a bit bonkers but it's just stopping to pause and just actually ask yourself that thought that I've had is it actually true so for example if you've missed a workout is it actually that bad that you've missed that workout is it going to set you back a week or stop you progressing or did you just miss a workout or another one um I think a lot of people are stuck in this idea that if they eat one meal that they don't see as a good meal, so maybe they've eaten something that's bad or on plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think firstly, again, we talked about this last week, is that idea of the language that we're using around things and working on that first that will help with that. But if we do eat a meal that we feel is maybe not up to what we wanted or up to standards that we wanted or is bad in our eyes, it's understanding that that doesn't have to then become the rest of the day. It's actually asking yourself, do you know what, like, have I really messed up or did I just eat a meal that I wanted because, I don't know, I was feeling a bit stressed, I was doing this, I was doing whatever. It's like just pausing, asking yourself, is it actually that bad or can I just learn from that situation, why it happened, what went on, whether it was actually okay, and and move, learn, learn from it yeah. or move on? I think the key word you've just said as well, and then is pausing, because yeah. we're all on the go so much. And do you know what? I was actually thinking this, I forgot to tell you this, I was thinking this coming out of Sainsbury's yesterday. I nipped in to get something for dinner, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. And when I was coming out, I was walking dead fast. And for some reason, I like slowed myself down. I was like, well, I'm in a rush. Let me go into the car. And it really got me thinking about, like, why do I rush a lot, like, when I'm doing things? Like, what? who am I in a race with? I don't need to get somewhere at a certain yeah. amount of time. And we do that when we eat as well. Like, we're, we're so on the go 
24-7 because we're trying to beat something or hit some kind of deadline or get somewhere or we're just generally, I think we're in a rush to just live. We're in a rush to, to live our life that we don't actually pause for a second and go, all right, was was that actually as bad as I thought it was? Mm. Is, it, it, is it bad? Am I off track? Or did I just eat some food that I enjoyed? And I think sometimes, like, we find this a lot with clients is that when they first come to us, actually, they rely heavily on us for us to help sculpt that conversation and, mm-hmm. and lead them down the thought process and, and guide them and model that thought process for them. But what happens then over time of us kind of having those repetitive conversations around the same things is they actually go, oh, do you know what? I'm getting this now. Like, I understand that I just need to have that internal conversation. I need to ask myself about how hard I'm being on myself. Am I being kind to myself? Is it really that bad? Like, what would... Actually, someone said to me in um, the check-in the other day, that, oh, no, it's actually someone sent me a message. Um, something happened and she said what would Jen do? <laughs> what would that. Jen say? And I was like, I love that. But it, but that's that's really good that she actually got that. So it wasn't about what would Jen do for me. It was about the fact that she actually took the moment to pause, remembered that we talked about it in the past and then thought, right, what would Jen say to me in this situation? How would she help me through this? And did it herself. So she utilised that conversation to propel her forward and keep going and break that negative self-talk down basically love that and then i think it's fair to say as well if you have got an all or nothing mindset when you actually will use the example of um eating pizza um you might ask yourself the question is it actually that bad is it actually going to set me back a week is it going to stop me progressing or did i just eat pizza and in the early stages you might actually win the argument or lose the argument should I say and be like yeah it actually is really that bad I've had a pizza it's going to set me back it's it's going to stop me progressing because initially you've not got evidence yet that it isn't so it's going to take a little bit of time and so there's a second really important question that we can ask which is okay so that thought that I've just had that pizza is going to set me back a week and it's it's going to stop me progressing how's that making me feel right now is that making me feel better is it helping me or is it holding me back and making me feel worse And the reason that that question is so powerful and can have such a big impact is because, as we've spoken about a little in the past, is our thoughts, so the things that we choose to think about within a moment, often dictate what we then do next. So if we sit there going, that pizza was terrible, such a bad idea, it's going to set me back a week, I'm not going to make any progress, it's going to make us feel like a failure. It's going to make us feel like we've done something wrong. And because we then feel like that, we're then going to start acting like we've done something wrong and we'll either give up or we will go and try and work off that pizza because you now believe that that has stopped you progressing. Mm -hmm. However, if you can start to think, well, is it actually helping me or holding me back? And within that moment, you take long enough to breathe and pause and go, actually, thoughts like that make me feel worse. I actually feel pretty rubbish now because I've just had a pizza and I feel worse for it. It's not helping one little bit. We'll start to realise that we actually need to reframe our thought paths. And as Jen mentioned, we need to reframe the way in which we speak to ourselves and say, actually, when I put myself down, when I call myself a failure, when I call myself lazy, when I say I'm fat, when I say that I'm not doing well enough, when I call me a, myself a failure, it makes myself feel worse. So, and again, this isn't easy, but if I can move away from that and start saying, actually having that pizza isn't bad. It's all right. It isn't going to set me back a week and it isn't going to stop me making any progress. I literally just had a pizza. What then happens is you start to feel better about the decision that you've made 
And ultimately, you know, at first, you might not feel on top of the world, but you'll feel okay. You'll feel neutral. You'll be okay about what you've done. And then you'll start acting okay. You'll not feel like you have to go and burn it off. You'll not feel like you need to restrict or cut pizza out for the rest of your life. Now, you might still have those thoughts of, well, maybe it wasn't good or maybe it isn't the greatest. But at the moment, if you're early on in your journey, that's not where we need you to be. At the moment, we probably just need you to be working towards neutral so that you can miss a workout, eat a pizza, uh, not quite hit your steps for the day and be okay with it. You know, you don't have to, like we've said, you don't have to be overly positive about it, but you just need to be okay with it enough that you don't have to try and make up for it. Yeah, and I think it's, I think sometimes when we talk to ourselves so negatively, actually talking to ourselves about the decisions we've made is sometimes easier than talking to ourselves about the way that we feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it can be a nice stepping stone into being a little, that little bit kinder to ourselves. So if you start to tackle the thoughts that you have around actually the action that you're taking it will then help you with the reaction that you have to what you've done and then that will help you manage your emotions and it 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 just kind of eases you into that kind of self-talk because I think it can be really overwhelming if you are someone who the 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 kind of thoughts that Phil said about feeling like you failed and I've talked to clients about the idea that like oh I've had these thoughts myself in the past where like maybe I've overeaten to the point where I feel sick and it's I'm fat I'm not good enough I feel horrible like and then you end up grabbing more food and that can be really overwhelming to try and tackle mm-hmm. whereas if you can tackle the thoughts you have around the food that you're eating that feels that little bit more achievable because it's it's almost taking putting a little bit of distance between you and and the action if that makes sense absolutely um, but I do think as well the the kind of next bit that's really really important is having a community surrounding you uh, we talk about this loads that idea that if sorry if you had my knee, knee crack then that happened last week as well no it was my finger last week was it yeah no that's why I meant a crack sorry not just yeah I'm yeah. cracky Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're having, a, we're having a cracking time on this podcast today. Absolutely cracking time, yeah. That's the joke for the week, John. Learn it, it? Better than the one I'm going to tell. Go on. Um, yeah, I think we talk about this idea a lot about surrounding yourself with people, like-minded people who are going through the same things as you because I think when you can understand that, that you've got that shared common human experience, it's it almost takes the pressure off for this these thoughts and feelings to be so overwhelming because I think one of the biggest things that I found this related but unrelated with my mental health was when I started reading more about my about mental health um before like right way back when when I was struggling I think the thing that really helped me more than anything was oh my goodness somebody else is writing about that and they don't know how I feel yet they're writing exactly how I feel, so therefore they must be going through it as well. They must get what I feel. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel alone. And I think that's why community is really, really important. It's knowing that actually I I have these thoughts and feelings, but actually there's other people out there who have those same thoughts and feelings and are trying to move away from those too. And it's really powerful to be able to 
share that and I, I genuinely think we've built a really beautiful not to blow our own trumpet but a really beautiful community for that reason we have but it's the people in it that oh, are oh my goodness yeah exactly yeah. you're absolutely bang on though obviously like we you know we started the fun and burn but the people within it are why it is so incredible yeah. because like we don't hold back on how incredible every single one of them is they're absolutely sensational it's just such an amazing place to be and I it know really is. I fully get that this just sounds like we're plugging it <laughs> but every single person pretty much who signs up gets involved will drop us a message telling us they cannot believe how good it is we had one i think it was about three weeks ago now um and it was it wasn't actually within the whatsapp group it was a mastermind that she'd be into she came to the first mastermind which just so happened to be um a client journey mastermind so yeah. um you've probably seen it on our stories a client came on spoke about her journey where she started um, and where she is now but the most important bit was the bit in the middle where she spoke about all her struggles and mm. Um, the the brand new client basically just said this made me realize that I'm in the right place because you don't just sugarcoat everything and tell everybody everything's amazing and easy and quick and there's never going to be a problem you allow clients to sit and talk about how difficult some things are and Mm -hmm. how struggles do happen and they basically get a real version and I guess it goes back to what you said before about we're humans not robots yeah that is the thing it's realistic like Mm. if I think that's one of the big things that we wanted Little and Burn to be. We wanted it to be a place that people felt comfortable enough to share their struggles because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big reasons that people have this all or nothing mindset because they believe that somehow not doing what you should be doing doesn't exist or shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like they believe that that's all wrong and that shouldn't be happening and, and that that nobody else is doing things wrong. It's just them doing things wrong. And I think it can feel quite isolating when you've had those feelings. You notice sometimes in the group, sorry to butt in, when someone will say something like, oh, I'm just having a really difficult time at the moment with this and boom, it explodes. And literally yeah. everybody's like, oh my God, I'm struggling with this. And it's like, everybody was almost like bursting at the seams, waiting for somebody to say that they were struggling with it. And then everyone's like, oh, I can speak about that then. That's fine. And I think since that's happened, people have become so much more comfortable with just saying, hey, look, I'm having a shocker of a Thursday. Today's been really difficult because, like we always say, two big things happen. Number one, as Jen was speaking about before, uh, in regards to her mental health, the first thing that happens is people go, oh, I'm struggling as well, which massively helps. But then number two, they don't put you down. They don't belittle you. They don't no. make you feel worse. They actually help. They generally come up with a, if required, a solution. Mm. So it's not about like, making up for anything it's just if someone's got a genuine i think the way it works which i love is if someone goes into the group and they're just struggling and they just say they're struggling people just allow them to almost vent and kind of get it out whereas if someone comes in with a question like how do i do this that's when people provide solutions i think the group's great at that yeah and i think i mean it sounds like it's all doom and gloom at lifting and burn the way we've put it i think (laughs) there is a lot of wins in there as well and a lot of people lifting each other up and inspiring each other but i think that's what it should be all about like there should be equal amounts of both because balance isn't it yeah it is and life it is it's life we've talked about this quite a lot recently and this idea that like we are gonna go through difficult times and it's about managing how we think about those difficult times and, and how we view them and how we act and react in those times that is going to allow you to move away from that all or nothing mindset and having the correct support around you, the right people who are also in that same frame of mind and aren't going to kind of pull you down and drag you down and blame you and accuse you if if you aren't maybe living up to your own expectations. It's... They might be saying, do you know what? 
lower those expectations of yourself for a minute right there. <laughs> yeah, like stop that. going so hard on yourself. Like you don't need to be achieving all of those things. Like we don't need to be perfect. We don't need to be smashing every day. You are good enough. And I think that is the big thing. If you are sitting here listening to this right now and you're stuck in the all or nothing mindset, remind yourself every single day that you are good enough. You absolutely are. And if you can crack that, you've made a big step forward to cracking your all or nothing mindset. 100%. And if you are stuck in that, just before we move on to Jen, putting me on the spot yeah. and learn it or burn it, um, the questions um, that if you find yourself in that moment where you are struggling to quickly ask yourself are, is what I've just actually said true? And is that thought helping me or is it holding me back? I like that. Okay, cool. Jen. Would you like to put me on the spot? I feel like I need a jingle for on the spot. All right, then we'll make a jingle. On the spot, 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 on the spot. I was thinking we could not make the on the spot jingle on the spot. (laughs) Why? That's part of the fun. Let's make. Let's let's do it. On the spot, on the spot, on the spot. Maybe that's one of your birthday days that planned. On the spot, on the spot. We're gonna think some jingles. (laughs) No. Wednesday we're gonna do on the spot jingle. Thursday we're gonna do learn it or burn it jingle. Friday, we're going to do an outro jingle. I think we should burn, learn it or burn it. That's not very nice. <laughs> Still not on board with it, even though it makes me laugh more. Well, things. everybody right. loves it. So, on the spot, this question has come from, um, on Instagram, someone called Alex. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, someone we don't know. Go on, Alex. Very That's excited. Reach out. I, I like think, it. Um, I think... The, the the us pestering people who yeah. we don't know to message us is finally paying off. You annoy people enough and they <laughs> to send you a message, I think. So, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's one of your favourites. It's a would you rather one. Oh, I thought you meant Alex was. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> would you rather live in a theme park forever? Yes. Or... <laughs> no, I'm going. <laughs> or a zoo? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. You've got to remember we're on a podcast, so like you can't do the silence thing. That's why I'm doing this. Hmm. <laughs> You've got to think out hmm. loud. I am thinking out loud. Hmm. Thinking that's out the noise. Surely that's the noise of thinking out loud. Hmm. Um, so <gasps> my thoughts are: Does the zoo? Like, that sounds like I'm sorry. I'm gonna to have to say this. Did you ever watch My Wife and Kids? Yes. Do you remember? Um, the the dad's friend and he used to go hmm zet right no I didn't watch it religiously <laughs> hmm zet right I just can't remember that one. I'm gonna YouTube it later also the mum also the mum had a really good phrase all of these yeah she did yeah. all of these yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. oh I miss my wife and kids you had a wife and kids <laughs> <laughs> good way to drop it on me um, Go on then, I'll the give zoo. you some thinking time then. How's the, well you didn't, because mm, you were doing all of I don't think while she was doing that, you freak. Um, does the zoo have a dog in it? Oh, well, wild dogs, maybe. That's good, that's it, be a shit zoo. It's <laughs> 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 like that. I didn't see that one coming. That's brilliant news. Do you know what, as well, you mentioned this so many times in the podcast that I tried to drop jokes into conversation. Yeah. I've never been able to do You've it. You've never been now. able to do it. That was yeah. a good one. There's my learn it or burn it. Done. Uh, if you could just combine both sections. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you still need to answer this one. I think 
uh, theme park because um, the food's better at a theme park than the zoo. Really? Usually, yeah. You don't even you don't even like zoos to be I fair. I thought you said you like food. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> don't like to get here. You don't really like zoos, do you? No, not really. You I find it quite uncomfortable that there are animals in in captivity. small enclosures. I'm not a fancy. I don't like it. Mm. No. Makes you feel uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember I, I took you to Berlin like Zoo and you spent the whole time screaming. Yeah, screaming. Like <laughs> screamishly screaming. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know, right, someone might message me and it's like, no, zoos are great and they're, they're really, um, I don't know, animal friendly, but I've not got that evidence yet, so, whereas theme parks, well, roller coasters like being there, don't they? They love it. I'm sorry, but how does he do this every week? Me? Or Reggie? Reggie? Walking he up. literally wakes up as soon as we finish. Come on, Reggie. And then I panic, so speed end the podcast so he doesn't burp. See you next week! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it's what's funny? Too. I think it's because he likes to learn it or burn it. He loves the joke. Maybe it's a laugh. Maybe yeah. my laugh wakes him up. Potentially. I've got a very loud cackle. Right, so you can have the dog joke and I would prefer to live in a, I would say a roller coaster then, <laughs> in a theme park. I would like to live in a roller coaster. Could I live in a roller coaster? What's your favourite roller coaster you've ever been on? Bonus question. Um, what's the one at, oh, it's kind of, I'm 50-50. The one, was it? Uh, the one uh, we went on where you, we had to queue for forever. I know that's obvious with most theme parks, but what's the one we queued for so such a long time? Was it like Smile? Smiler. Was it? Yeah. I loved that, and I also loved what's the one where you go in and then you hit the top and it drops you, and then you just go straight. Oblivion. Oblivion, I like, but it's too quick. Mm-hmm. So I think my favourite one is neither of those. It's the one that just sets off really fast. Rita. Yeah. That's also so quick. Can you tell we've not really been many theme parks other than Alton Towers? Yeah, so just name all the ones. My favourite used to be in Blackpool, was in Southport. They, they then moved it to Blackpool when Southport okay. Pleasure Beach closed down. No way. The Traumatiser. What's that? That's, that used to be in Southport. And then they moved it to Blackpool. The, the exact roller coaster, they moved it and named it something different. I don't know what. Can I be honest? I'm not even a fan of theme parks. Are you not? All right. They're a bit quick. They're expensive. They're you know, you spend like 50 quid to get in and everything goes up a million miles an hour. Just slow it down a bit so I can enjoy it. I used to like Ripsaw at Alton Towers, but they got rid of that. I think I might try the teacups next time. They're slow, aren't they? Teacups. Yeah. You're all dizzy. Anyway, he's right. not back, so which is a winner. He's so been a good boy. Should we end it there before he does? Yeah. Right, have a phenomenal week. Glad you enjoyed your birthday, Jen. Glad you, you loved your presents. Glad yeah. you're enjoying being 30. Yeah. Um, you lot go and have a phenomenal week. and we'll Future me. Says thank you for all the uh, Jen, it's birthday all, wishes. It's always future you. What? It's always future you, it's podcast. Right, okay. It's never live. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Don't be an idiot about it. Have a great week. Bye. See you later.